the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo. Boys acting like they ready for that orange crush. Try us if you want to wheel leave you in the dust. The men in orange, baby, got orange on my back. Be the ones, now it's time for us to bring it back. Long as I got my fan club, y'all can't harm it. El Battalion in the Texan Army. We MLS champ, so haters back back. Another game on the field, my team gon' grab. Hey, everybody. Good evening. Welcome once again to another episode of Dynalytics. My favorite episode because it's the Darwin Seren episode number 24. As always, I'm here with my co-host, the OG OSG. What up, y'all? OSG here holding the ages up. Man, I'm ready for the hashtag miniseries. Let's get the debate space on. Hold it down. Uh, joining the debate space tonight, we have two of our listeners, Santel and Jonathan Brown. Santel, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Santel, go first, introduce yourself, and then Jonathan, go right after. How you doing, guys? My name, my real name is Mark. A lot of people call me Santel. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder for, I believe this is my fourth year now. I love anything Dynamo, to tell you the truth, especially talking about it. But, um... You know, I'm excited for the conversation of Achacha coming in, to be honest. Definitely one of the biggest signings we've ever had. So, you know, great to see him coming in, see how, how he works out with the team as well. Very good. Where can people find you if they're interested? On Twitter, you can find me on Santel, at, at Santel713. And on Instagram, as legendary underscore Royce. And do you do you run any other accounts that you want to? Uh, yes, I help run the Somos Seven One Three Instagram account, which you will see score updates, player signings, stuff like that all the time. Like it, I love it, man! I love it. Welcome, Jonathan. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, it's it's good to. Interesting. Uh, I appreciate the uh, invite, um, but I'm I'm Jonathan Brown. I uh, have been using Donald since day one, since they came from San Jose to Houston. Um, I'm super excited to talk HH today. Ready for him to be here and and see what he can bring to to the uh, If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm jbrown94. So before we get into the big hype tonight, and it is HH, does everybody have their tickets for July 9th when Dallas comes in and HH is supposed to, that's his first game. So hopefully he starts that game. We'll see because, you know, we don't know how much training he's going to get before. But does everybody have their tickets for that game? I got mine. I got extra I got too. If you If you don't. You better you better hop on because I, I, I logged on last night to see and <clears throat> everything is above face value now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pricey. It's pricey yeah, right now. Yeah, like there's tickets, but no more face value, dude. It, it is resale, resale. So hop on while you can before you get here because the demand's going to go up uh, the so day prior. Tickets are pricey and tickets are going fast and 
and we're looking like 18 was our best like opening night and then i think we had one other night we had 17 so we're we're looking at beating 18 for sure and 20.4 i think is our our sellout crowd so we're definitely looking for 19 and we better come close to that damn sellout but also there's a couple other ways to get tickets y'all there's a couple other ways and the dynamo posted this and you know i honestly can't tell you where but it's probably going to be facebook instagram it'll maybe be on twitter but go go look at the, the dynamo they're so they're hosting an 8v8 tournament that an adult league tournament that day uh downtown area i forget what park it said i think it was says houston sports park so that's where the dynamo trained and that's an 8v8 adult tournament, and it's like 675 bucks, which comes out to like 65 bucks a person, depending on how many people you bring on the team. And every person on the team, I think they said, gets tickets to the game as well. So even if you don't have a ticket or need another ticket, that, that's one way to get to it. And you get to go play soccer and have fun, play for medals, rewards, or whatever. There's also another version for you that have kids. 3v3 Live is going to be in Baytown. And that's another way. Those are five to six player rosters. Those all those kids that register for that tournament get tickets for that game. So you parents that want to bring your kids, go play a three v three live tournament, come compete, and then y'all get tickets. So there's there's more ways to get tickets to that game. So everybody take advantage of it if you can. That sounds fantastic, man. I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of season ticket holders are looking forward to it and frankly they deserve it man they they deserve something to be excited about after after sticking with the team through through some rough times but let, let's let's get into tonight osg tell us what the heck is this mini series you've been tweeting about man what, what what's this idea tell us what we're about to do tonight all right hashtag mini series so with hh or ache ache coming in to the dynamo here in about he'll probably show up in about three weeks and start training with the team he's technically not allowed to show up to the team or be signed or be uh onto the roster until the seventh when the transfer market opens and then the ninth is the first game we're against fc dallas but the the whole idea behind the mini series is we we want to with hh coming in what does that do to our midfield? Who does who gets to set the bench? Because we have an idea who our midfield is now and who the three we want to start. And if Naga sits with three more three midfielders, HH is going to come in and somebody has to sit the bench. Okay, what if we change formations? A forward is going to have to sit the bench to add another midfielder in. So the whole debate of this space, because the whole idea of it was I was just seeing so much and so many opinions of, what's going to happen when HH comes here. And it was just all over the frigging place. So it just gave me the idea to start asking the questions and get out there and let's find out and let's frigging let's, let's debate about it. And let, let's see if we have a consensus and come up with an idea. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're calling it a debate space. So I, I think that's a perfect segue into, into question Question number one, don't you think? I think I think so. As That's good. the United States takes a penalty kick against Morocco as we're watching that in the background as we do our debate space. But keep going. Golasso. USA. USA. <laughs> yeah. All, all right. right. Yeah. So all right. Come on. Take <laughs> us on, bro. Take us on. <laughs> question number one. It's a great great question. Number twenty two. And I'm reading this at the time of you know what? which is 
you're, you're, you're right, Herman. Go ahead and read it out as it was. Yeah, I'm uh, reading. Hey. I'm reading this as at the time of writing, which is Cinco de Mayo. Question number one, number twenty-two, Matias Vera, is he a solid everyday starter? Question mark. Are you happy with his performance so far? Question mark. At the time of this writing, six point eighty-three season rating, ninety-one percent passer rating. I'm guessing completed his passes. We know he's a defensive mid that drops in between the two center backs. He's been reliable, although he hasn't scored goals nor assist. Granted, he's a CDM. That is our question number one. OSG? So to update the stats before we actually answer the question, you know, he's had 11 games, 11 starts, two yellows, but his rating has gone down from a 6.83 to a 6.67 now. And he granted he has missed a couple games also at that time, but it's gone down. So uh, minutes he, he has played some minutes, eight ninety one. His passer rating has stayed the same at ninety one percent, and yes, that is completed pass completed passes. So ninety one percent shots. He's taken five, only five shots this year. He's one was on target. His dribble rate is fifty six percent. His tackle percentage is sixty three percent. He's had two blocks, two block shots. And he's created six interceptions. So, uh, you know, he's been reliable. And we know who Matthias Berry is. And uh, is he a solid everyday starter? That's that's what we're going to discuss tonight. Um, I, I think, yes, he is a solid everyday starter on a lot of MLS teams. Um, he's uh, very reliable. He is that defensive, that defensive mid, that pure defensive mid that you like to see. And he does like push up a little bit and try to take those shots from outside the box and give you that that extra incentive but he hangs out and allows your team to push up forward and uh, that's what you like in a cdm because you know then you can push your your defensive wings out and they get to get into the attack and get those crosses off and then your middle of the field is still secure while everybody else is trying to attack so i like matias vera and uh, yes i'm good with him he's a solid everyday starter i'm very happy with no, I, I I echo the same the same feeling. The feeling is mutual. I think he's a solid CDM. Uh, he can chase around, break up plays. He can give the outlet pass. Does the role very well. Um, I I believe he's he he creates that balance in the in the midfield when we, when we start our three best right now, which is Coco and that. I I think he helps that midfield get balanced. Um, I I also think. Uh, that I that I would yeah he's a solid everyday starter I like him I'm I'm good with Matias Vera and I'll go ahead and read two of our um our replies to the question uh here on Twitter Benjamin the beach bum pretty cool name uh his his response to the question was I don't think Vera is exactly the box to box D mid but I think he has high value within our lineup, and I definitely prefer him starting over anyone else currently on the team. Him, Coco, and Darwin make a solid group. Again, I agree with that. OSG? <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that, too. And and he's not meant to be a box-to-box, being a CDM. He's, you know, he's, he's a box-to- um, the second third. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't belong in the final third, because he's a, he's a CDM, and you know, like I said, when, when the team is attacking and pushing forward, then it allows them to push into that final third and take that shot. So 
he, he does exactly what he's told to do as a CDM, and I, I like it. Yeah, and it, it does. Him, Coco, and Darwin make a solid group. All right. Houstonero, his reply was, yes, I, I'm good with Matias Vera. The Austin game was a good indication of just how much dirty work and intelligent work he does in the midfield. I pray he's back soon. This was written on May 5th for context. Always yeah, of course. Of course, then that's when he got hurt against Dallas and was missing, missing some time, and he missed the Austin game. So that's what he was talking about, where it showed that Mafera was missing her. Yeah, so I'm glad he's back now. Uh, now we get the big break, and you know he gets uh, six eighteen is when we start back up, and that's what we call it. What three weeks? So. Everybody gets three games before Achiate shows up. So, yeah, Mateus Vera, solid. I like it. Santeo or Jonathan, any thoughts on Matias Vera? Um, I, I think totally agree with what thing. you guys have said so yeah. far. I agree with it, too. I just – one thing is that I do think he's a little off form right now since coming back. He's a little slower than usual, but uh, for sure, with the players we currently have, he's for sure – a starter in this team. He should be a starter in this team. He was playing fantastic at the beginning, before the injury. Right, yeah, probably def- the player rating going down. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was definitely going to say about the uh, the miss when 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 he wasn't there for the Dallas and the Austin. You could definitely feel it and and tell. He's definitely an important piece. So, yeah, he's so, like a cleanup guy, pretty much. Like you don't see him doing anything flashy or anything, but he's for sure like a little motor in your team. You know, he doesn't stand out a lot, but he's doing his job. A <laughs> cleanup guy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so we're all in consensus. Yep. Important piece of the midfield. I'll tell you another important piece of the midfield. Question number two. Number 20, I'm in love with the Coco. I'm in love yeah. with the Coco. Do we keep him? Now, granted, this was written in May 6th, so thankfully we kept him. So at the time of this writing, 6.8 season rating, 84. Well, actually, you know what, Herman? Go ahead and ask the full – go ahead and replay the full question. You know, I can I – can, uh, answer for myself and then update the stats. <laughs> okay. So the question was, do we keep them? Do we have to keep them? Um, and yeah, OZ will give you the updated stats. Uh, he creates chances, a grindy defensive role. What, 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 what do you, what do you think about Coco? OSG? All right. So with Coco and, you know, just to defend myself on the question back then, this is, of course, before he re-signed his contract and said, do we keep him? Question mark, question mark, because nobody knew if we were going to keep him, if we were going to buy him or if we were going to let him go back. And then so the next question was, do we have to keep him? Like, was it necessary for us to sign him? And also, if he did go back, do we need to be disappointed that we didn't keep him? Because save time, Ache Ache is coming in. So, you know, someone has to go to the bench. Just that could have been just an easy solution right there, and nothing ever happens. Coco, Coco goes back to Spain. Yeah, Ache comes from Spain, and uh, we just kind of switch roles. So, but I'm, I'm glad that Coco has now since signed and is staying with the team. 
and he's an everyday starter. So, so far this season, uh, he's had 13 goals, 10 starts. I mean, 13 games, 10 starts, one goal, six friggin' yellows already, though. So that's a yellow card a game, which has turned into also a red card, a suspension, and he's also suspended for Orlando when we come back, which is friggin' annoying. So yellow cards got to stop. His rating was a 6.8 at the time of the question, has gone up to a 6.87. So he's, he's, he's gotten better. His passer is 82. He's only taken three shots, but you know what? He scored one of them. Dribbling, 81%. Tackling, 58%. He's had five blocks in the box, or five block shots is what I should say. And then interception, 16, which y'all can vouch for that. Y'all see him intercepting in the midfield all the time. So for me, Coco, starter every day. I, I love what he brings to the field. I love what he brings to the midfield. Uh, I, I love uh, just his vision, his effort. Uh, he needs to stop with the friggin' stupid fouls and just the chinky little fouls and you know, just trust those back four defenders and, um, you know, try to slow them down, quit fouling them because you're already running up your yellow, yellow card count. We need you more than uh, the bench does. So that's my that's my take on Coco. I'm in love with the Coco. Yeah, I, I think that's the only thing you you can argue that in the, in the price tag that we ended up getting him because originally I think we were saying hearing reports that the release clause was 1.7. Then someone said, one million, but it ended up being, I think, two million. But in 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 my opinion, the money well spent. I mean, uh, you could argue that he's been our best player. I I mean, I I could argue for that for that. Um, he, right, our most valuable player, not our player, you know, not our our most scored goals. Yeah, yeah. Right. Most, I mean, like like Darwin Darwin. It, that's who people would naturally say Darwin. Yeah, he gives you the key pass, but then I mean, look at our our group chat. Everybody complains that he sucks for like eighty five minutes, but then he gives you that <laughs> that pass. You know, I I feel like Coco it, like is our best player in my opinion. Uh, right. He's a, he's a box, box to box center mid. He's a little bit more defensive than offensive, but he can still bring something to the plate offensively. Did we have to sign him? I think we did because the performances that he did the first uh, third of the season, he he made it clear like, hey, y'all need me. <laughs> so we had to pull the trigger on that release clause. So I, I, I even with Achiache, I don't expect Coco to go anywhere. He's, he's going to start for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely starting. That's 100. No yeah, question. Honest, I think if we didn't re-sign him, someone in MLS picked him up real quick. Because he showed he earned that money and he could play in MLS. And imagine him with, let's say, a better squad around him. I only see him playing even better, probably. At least being more valuable. No doubt. And then I'm going to run through the replies real quick just because we want to make sure that uh, the fans get heard. Now, granted, again, this was May 6th. So, Cancha TV USA, 
for the price, keep him young and versatile. And that's another point. That's another point. He's young. He's about to reach the – he's not even in the prime years of his career, and he's important for his national team. So I think I think a lot, uh, friends told me, man, that's expensive. No, this is an investment. A couple of years down the road, he's going to be worth even more than two mil. So Word. Right, and we're going to turn around and sell him after that. If he doesn't yeah, – if, if we're smart, yes. It's what we should have done with Ellis. If we're smart, 100%. yeah, yeah. Jake from Dynamo Faithful, Jake Dynamo FC, keep that was his boat. Agreed. Roberto Romero, Bobby Rom, eighty-two, absolutely have to keep. Corey Sanford have to keep him. Again, Houstonero, potentially top ten midfielder in the league, in my opinion. That's a statement right there, and and and, and honestly, you you support it. You could argue for that. Adam S at a cents eighty seven. He doesn't quite create. He doesn't create quite as much for us as Darwin does, but he's dynamic in midfield. Can dribble past defenders and give us the spark we need in midfield. We have to try to keep him if we can, and that's another good. skill that uh coco has uh a lot of people uh hate uh, when darwin loses the ball and it's just because darwin doesn't have that dribbling ability to 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 escape the pressure and coco has done it consistently like he he has that technical ability to be take on a, a person trying to press him and as soon as he beats the man, boom, he can start a counterattack by as soon as as soon as he beat that man trying to press him, there's open field, and then we can get on the attack. But he's shown me that he can dribble like nobody's business. So I agree with you, Adam. Good, good point. Saul Ledesma. He's still very young and get it acclimated to the league. Once Hector Herrera comes here, he'll have more space and will create more opportunities. Keep this guy. He can be pretty special. And the last but not least, Mika W1718, of course, has some off nights. But when he's on, baby, he's on. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll start with Santeo. Thoughts on Coco? I mean, he's a bully in that midfield, dude. Like, like you said, he, he can definitely dribble by skill and also I see one that he can dribble out of pressure too with muscle. Mm-hmm. It's hard to drop the dude while he's on the ball. And that's something, you know, being his position is great to have. And you did mention him being young. Like imagine how good he can get. He made it to Europe. Maybe it wasn't the first league, but he made it there for a reason. They saw something in him. And I'm glad, you know, we got him out here because the dude Last year, I wasn't the biggest fan of him because he had some screw-ups offensively, which is what I focused on a lot because we just couldn't win games. All we did was tie. So I was just looking at players to see if they could score, which we really couldn't. But if you look at him and what he's supposed to do, which is mostly defensive side, he has everything we need. He's not the best shooter or nothing like that, you know, but that's necessarily not his job. So you can't really bang him too much for that. But the dude, you know, honestly, I would say he's worth his penny. He's worth his penny. He's earned it this year for sure. And and I really think it's a good investment. You know, it's something that we could probably in the future, if he ends up, you know, he's playing national team. So he's definitely going to have eyes on him. 
and they say he plays, we as a team get better, get up, get up in playoffs and stuff, you know. You never know. He might be here just a year or two, and that's it. And you know, go on to the next person. But at the end of the day, you know, we need to start making money through players because that's going to be an easier way for us to bring more talent. And I see him being a gem we have right now, probably one of the be- better gems, you know, the more mature gems at this point. Right, absolutely. And, he, and he's coming into his prime and a good time for the Dynamo too. So it, he he can play well for us and help us grow and his, his value could shoot up. And then, woo, yeah, so great, great, great job, Dynamo. We're going to get good return on this guy. And chemistry-wise too. Chemistry-wise too, he was a player that we needed to keep. Yeah, no doubt. Jonathan it was obvious he wanted to stay too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, put put the put the 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 finishing touches on on Coco, Mr. Jonathan. Uh, just yeah, I'm. I'm I think it'll, it'll work well with him with HH in the end. Um, I think I'm glad we kept him. Uh, I feel that he he does well. I think who was it that said that compared him with uh, Darwin? Uh, I don't remember who that was, but. They like the thing about Darwin and, and Coco is that that's like our I kind of want to say like our replacement for him. So I feel like in the end of the day, like he's kind of I feel like Darwin's going to take him under his wing and, and be like, yo, this is kind of where I want you to be at when I leave and take it on if 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 we do keep him. Um, but I do see what you guys are saying where we can get a lot of value out of him. And I like that idea. Um but I, I, yeah, I just, I'm excited for for what what the future brings. I'm worried though. I will say I am worried about this whole card situation that's been going on. I hope this cuts out because he's been doing it quite a bit, and I don't know if it's because he feels like he's had the team on his back or if what it is. But I feel like he's been a lot more like aggressive, overly aggressive, I should say, with uh, his play style, which I don't. But at the same time, like if you're starting to get unnecessary calls, then that worries me. But hopefully he'll get past that and we can we can move on. For sure. Gotta be a little bit smarter, strategic on the on the challenges you make, especially if you play midfield. So definitely gotta keep an eye on that. And that, that's a good critique. I like that. So you you kind of segue into the third question, which I like a lot. Uh everybody's favorite midfielder. Uh, written on May 6th, number 23, MJ, Darwin Quintero. Is he the season-long reliable starter? Can his role be occupied by someone else? At the time of this writing, 7.2 season rating, 72 of his passes completed, 67% shots on target. That's damn good. Plays very high and instinctive. At on May six at, at the time, four goals, nil assists. OSG. All right, so I'll start from the bottom and work my way back up. So the stats: thirteen games, ten starts. He has five goals now, still no assist. Uh, they didn't count that assist with the. Uh, uh, no, there was no assist there, but no zero assist. He has four yellows, y'all. So his next yellow. He is suspended for a game. So, again, we have a freaking yellow card situation. So, But 
All right, rating 7.13. Went down just a little bit, but still anything above a seven, anything really above a 6.8 for a season long, you, you got to be happy with the player. Anything over seven, you're really happy with. His XG is 3.76, and he's got five. So uh, uh, he's above his XG, which is expected goals at this point during the season is 3.76. His passing is 73, so that's gone up. His shot percentage has stayed the same. He has 20 shots and 13 or of those are on target. So I love that. You know, he kept those on target. Dribbling 53, his tackles are 83%. So he's making his tackles when he's there. Like he's only got six blocks and he only has two interceptions. But going back to the top, is he a season-long reliable starter? No, he is not. But if you use him correctly, yes, he is. So – if he's not starting every single game and you're getting the breaks that he's allowed to and he's just a he's a season-long starter, he is reliable. I think this is his last season. We'll see. Can his role be occupied someone else? Well, obviously it's going to have to be because he can't play every single game. So, yes, can his, his role has to be occupied by somebody else, and we all have ideas. But that's for the end of the show. That's my Quintero take. Yeah. No, Darwin, Darwin, uh, crack, you know, crack. game, game changer, you know, um, the magic man, magic man. He's, he's old. Um, he gets tired quickly. That was the problems at the beginning of the season, but lately he's been, he's been holding down. Um, that, that, that's the reason he's not the reliable everyday starter. Um, But aside from that, and yeah, like he doesn't press as much, right? But he justifies himself, especially with these seven-point ratings, by creating offense. It, it is night and day when he's out versus when he's in, how dangerous we, we look. Um, the one stat that surprised me, OSG, no assist. Man... If you watch the Dynamo, this dude should have at least five, man. Because I've gone to so many games, and even the one that we lost, uh, he had, like, two passes that were, like, come on, man. Like, right right, right in front of you, perfect placement. Go go hit it in the goal. Attacker messes it up. Um, right. It all, it all falls down to we can't – with those creative chances, we don't finish. Uh, what was it that that PK that DQ ended up taking? Fafa mm -hmm. got fouled, so it turned into a PK that from the the friggin' pass. So yeah, it's not working out for his assists. And you're right; he should have five assists and five goals. Right. So I, I I he's not a reliable everyday starter, but he has that magic that no one else on the team has. And that and that and and when he's on the field, that's when we're most dangerous. That's that's the fact. That's the fact about DQ. Right. So my my good friend Jeff Strong at Dynamo Cooligan on May 7th replied to your question and he said he's not the long-term solution though he's one of our most experienced and skilled players. I'm not sure at his age during a long hot Houston season that he'll be able to maintain good form all season to start. He'll need to be managed carefully. I think we all agree with that. He answered your second question by saying a younger depth player should be developing at his position to rotate with him 
for that position at least and eventually replace him. And I think that second tweet is what all of us here are screaming <laughs> the dynamo to do. Um, and we 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 have a guy in mind, but we haven't seen it from the organization. So we'll see what happens. But what about uh, you, Jonathan, your take on Darwin Quintero? Uh, yeah, I just I don't I mean, how long do you guys think he has with us? Because I, I feel like uh, this is it. You think it's his last season? Yep, this is it. Because uh, I, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know if he wants to go out with a bang or if he just wants to chill the rest of the season, but I think so far he's done really well. And, and uh, I feel that uh, he's, I mean, I think he's ready to pass it off to, to Coco. And and I just hope we get him in. I, I'm hoping that, like I said, he can get him where he needs to be to like pass the torch like properly that he's not holding back the team or like one step behind of where Darwin is, you know, so. Y'all make me sad, dude. I didn't even, I, I, to me, to be honest, I didn't think this was going to be his last year. I think he was going to stay with us another year, but the next year he wasn't going to start. He was going to be cool coming off the bench to do kind of that spark. That's spark. Nope. Nope, there's I think, no. I think same. I think same. I think at least one more year. There's no way he makes it past this season. There's, there's no way. That's unless two more we sign two attacking mids. Not, not, not even necessarily two because we still have players. You still have Palomino needs to hurry up and Naga needs to hurry up and decide if he wants to use him or not. But we still have two transfer that, windows. That's who I was referring to. You know. Yeah. And the he entire just, Dynamo he, Twitter wants 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 to see Palomino, but man, if Paulo says he's not good, then you know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but I really thought he was gonna get minutes this year, and it just it hasn't happened. No, he's been in the void. He's not even getting minutes for Donna Dose. He gets sit sat on the bench for Dynamo, and then he doesn't get to play for Donna Dose. So I think that's hurting him. I think that's yeah. definitely hurting him not getting PT. Yeah, so hopefully he gets to start. Uh, this weekend when Donna Dose play or whenever the hell they play next. I could probably tell you right now, but play this this weekend, right? Yeah. You know, they play at RS what is today? No, yeah, they play at St. Louis at seven o'clock on the fourth. So Saturday I think that is. So yeah, we so let's see if Palomino gets to play. But you know, that wasn't the question though. Yeah, I was Jonathan, gonna add okay. something to that. So, but. Yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. Just, I'm worried that I wonder if they're trying to use Palomino as a trading option, and that's why he hasn't played. Maybe they're to trade him mm, to not get hurt. I don't think so because he'd be he gets, getting minutes. You know, they have to showcase him somehow. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he has still with Dino though. though. That's one thing. Yeah, he should be playing. He's just stuck in the void right now. Yeah. But all right, yeah. Moving on to the next question, Herma. Your favorite. Your favorite. So number sixteen, four squared. Number sixteen. Ache Ache coming into Houston to join a rotation or take someone's spot with Atletico 
6.96 season rating as of this writing, which was on May 7th. 85 of his passes are completed. No goals, no assists. 19 games played this season, eight starts. The first game, like we talked about it earlier in this episode, July 9th against Dallas, and then Austin on July 12th. So talk to me about Ache Ache OSG. So at this time, 19 games, he only played two more games, and he came off as a sub. He only had four yellow cards for the tw- all 21 games, so he, he, he's not getting those yellow cards, which is great. Uh, his rating for the season was a 6.87, passing 85. I like that. He only took five shots the whole uh, – all 21 games. So, But he only got eight starts. So, you know, he's in cleanup duty for the those other starts. So, he didn't get to play much, man. He, he didn't get to do much, but he did have 12 interceptions, 50% tackling, three blocks, 84% dribbling. So, Basically, he's got the same amount of games. Well, he's got 21 games. Everybody else has got 14 games. So, not a fair comparison. But, man, I am excited for Ache Ache coming in. I, I think the the position he ends up taking up on the field, uh, he, he's going to be able to perform and do his work. It's going to benefit the team. We're going to have some extra, some even some more creative chances that, that come out of it. And it's going to be up to the final third to put those those chances in. And, you know, actually, he's even going to – I see him scoring for us a, f- a couple times too, maybe a few times. But uh, just because the way the Dynamo opened up and just the way the, the the attack plays, I'm excited for him. He fits, he, he fits in what we're going to try to do, I think, and what's, what's going to be adjusted to with Naga. So, you know, let's go. Bring in the Achi Achi and let's start the fireworks, y'all. Uh, six weeks from now, we'll call it. Ache Ache, aside from what he's going to bring to the field, it's a, it's a statement. It's a statement mm-hmm. signing. It, oh, it, yeah, for sure. I think, I think what, what what it represents is, is, is big for the league, is big for the Dynamo. Um, 100% there should be a, a legit Mexican player on the on the Houston Dynamo. Uh, just business side take 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 advantage of that and bring bring more people to to the stadium right uh but it sends a message to the league that all right uh matt jordan is gone there's a new sheriff in town daddy ted is here uh we mean business you know uh moving along to what he's going to bring to the field a lot of people um He's a star, man. He's a badass midfielder. But he's he I, I just he's a coco coco, like more defensive than offensive. So in my eyes, if he's gonna score goals, it's gonna be long shots from the midfield. I don't think he's gonna create as much as people think he is. Now, because it's MLS and they might disrespect the league, they might let him go forward a little bit more than he normally would. But I think his best role is as a CM. Playing next to Coco, um, but what I'm looking forward to is that our midfield is going to dominate games. And when I was at young age, I was I was told, and as I matured in in the game, it it, it came true to me that if you control the midfield, you have a good chance of winning the game. 
because you call the shots. Just kind of like in football, the offensive line or the defensive line, it's all in the trenches, right? If you control the midfield, you're going to have a, a good chance of winning the game. And, I, and that's what I'm looking forward to, right? The Dynamo dictating games. Running the midfield with both Coco and Ache Ache. Um, before we get to Santeo and Jonathan, uh, this is obviously the most popular question in terms of replies. So I'll go through them real quickly. Um, one of our listeners uh, and, and space participants, El Pupas, he said he definitely to take someone's spot. I'm hoping he, he's taking Vera and not Coco. Ache Ache played the defensive game like Vera was doing it so it should so it should it should be good a good transition good good to watch is what he said another uh loyal listener good friend of ours we met him at a couple games already marlon houston's x factor uh i love his twitter handle at messi 0103 uh happy happy to see messi lift another trophy today uh he said he will be a starter, replacing Coco. We'll be adding more firepower to our offense, especially on set plays. OSG replied, Ache Ache replaces Coco, makes him the CM, Darwin Quintero the CAM, and better the DM. What are we looking for in the window? It's what you kind of asked them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he said, even if Palomino becomes the backup to DQ, we still need a camp to Darwin Quintero, as we know Palomino is still young and needs minutes to get him ready. A replacement for Fab on the left would be nice. So that's that's something to keep in mind. I know that's one of the questions. But Jeff Strong again, he said he may need some rotation at first, and and that's a good point because we played July 9th and then 13. You know, so I think they're gonna rotate him. You can't expect him to play the full game. So Jeff Strong says he may need some rotation at first until he's settled and in good form. He's coming off a long season and recovering from injury. Now, granted, this was May 7th. And we have uh, Chunaldino Jesus Carrizales. He has a whole month off. Dynamo are not paying him $6.5 to sit on the bench. I like this hot take. He's coming in to take control of center mid. I think Ache Ache and Coco make better sense, but who knows? Definitely a replacement for Fafa is needed. He just doesn't have that killer instinct. I agree. This team needs goals. Okay. OSG, you gave us your thoughts. Um, Jonathan, thoughts on Ache Ache, man? Uh, I'm excited. He's going to bring fans to the stadium, like you said. He's, uh, he's, uh, I'm hoping. I mean, we got an issue. <laughs> um, He'll bring them. We just got to. They just got to keep them there. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Draw some eyes on the potential players, uh, especially like uh, that we've been looking at Linus, and and I'm hoping that he can maybe talk, um, talk him in his ear and be like, "Hey, come over here," you know. Um, and and I think I would say that I feel like he would do better with Coco. Um, I don't know if I mean I don't know if Darwin might even they might have an issue. I feel like because you know how Dar- 
don't know, maybe I'm thinking this wrong. Uh, well, I think you're thinking too far ahead. So just stick yeah. to Ache. Ache. Just stick to Ache because okay. we're gonna we're gonna get into all the midfield together here after the this, this little bundle of questions. So okay. it was just specifically Ache Ache right now. All right, but yeah, I mean overall, like I'm I'm excited for him. For, like uh, he'll be better with with Coco. Uh, um, to run the midfield, I think that'd be good. Santeo, what about you, brother? Uh, I think we're in we're you know we're in the beginning stage of a complete new dynamo with his you know with his forthcoming because you know we're about to have the heart and soul of the Mexican national team you know come and bring something to the team you know it's. He's, he's, it's been said, you know, by Tata, like you said, I, I believe you said it earlier, that he's the main guy for that national team. And this is a national team that competes with some of the best teams in the world. So bringing him in, he's bringing in a lot of knowledge, a lot of skill that he's, that's definitely going to rub off on a lot of our players. And it's something we definitely need, you know, because we don't have top names that have played in a bunch of places in this team. The only guy we have is DQ. And he's somewhat rubbed off, but he's not a leader type player. And without the, with Ache Ache, we get experience and leadership. And he's only going to rub off on the younger guys. And I'm hoping, you know, it, it just becomes really good and makes everybody just up their level. We already have people like Seren and Memo playing way better than what they were playing at the beginning of the season. And when it comes with Ache Ache, I think – to the formation, it necessarily kicks DQ out because he's a guy we're expecting not to have anymore. And he's a guy who, you know, he only plays certain minutes. Yeah, but I we'll, think we'll, we're going to we'll, have. We'll, we'll get into the DQ part here a little bit. But, but with him, you know, it's, you know, he's a magnet. He's going to attract more players to come in, whether it's Mexican players or whether it's ex-teammates of him. You know, he's, he played in Porto. He played for Atletico. He's played all over. Played for Pachuca. So he definitely, you know, he has people. He has friends. I'm pretty sure he's going to attract some. I don't know about Linus necessarily because, you know, that one's just a reach, which maybe, you know, there's rumors about it. Maybe it could happen. But just his age, I don't know if he comes steps back over here. But he for sure is going to attract other national team players who are still in the Mexican league who are very valuable when it comes to being MLS players. And that's something I do think will happen. You know, we might get one or two and maybe this off season, maybe next off season, but. Right. I think you're right, man. I think, I think Dynamo are on the map. I think Achi Achi's helping put us there on the map. Uh, Ted Cruz, not Ted Cruz. What the? <laughs> what the hey, fuck? hey, hey, this is not a political show. I don't know. I'm gonna, you know what? The, the USA game's over. I'm just going to turn the fucking TV off now. So, But Daddy Ted, uh, you know, bringing in Pat Onstad, bringing in Nagamore, and then their first, you know, they brought in Seabass, and then they bring in Ache Ache. Then, you know, they, they've got their hands on Brazil. So I think the world is taking notice, and players that are out there that, like, are thinking about MLS, Houston is a team that they can actually – their agent can be like, is Houston maybe a place you want to go? And before, Houston probably wasn't even anywhere on the map. You had to look really hard to find it, even though it's a friggin' fourth biggest city in the United States. So 
I'm super excited for what he can bring and what additions and changes and fortune and future that comes with the team behind it. I agree 100% with everybody's takes right there. I, I One thing with, with Ted, I think mm-hmm. he threw bait out there to bring in big fish and it hooked. And I just mm-hmm. think, you know, it's a master plan. You know, they did speak about this when they first, you know, started the whole thing with Ted, but with like on stand and them, they spoke about it being a process and then not being quick, but bringing Ache Ache and Ferreira, you know, we got a young guy in Ferreira who's, you know, he's showing that he has capabilities of being a great player and you already have, a, and then you bring in an actual great player who's already been around. That's two big things that are going to help, you know, attract, you know, more talent easier. And I think they did great, you know, by that, that signing, you know, it was, I mean, who would have thought, you know, a year ago, who would have thought we'd had Achi this year? I would have never thought that, especially the way we were headed. You know, we've, we've been bottom For when real. it comes to wages and even standings and everything. Like, who would have thought a last place team in, in our conference would sign a player like Achi I would have never thought that. But they did something and said something to him. And maybe, who knows, other players who just, you know, ain't here yet, but they're probably, probably you know, we might have already people by word of mouth. Who knows? But I, I don't know what type of scheme they're playing, but I'm I'm enjoying it so far for sure. Houston, man, Houston is a good destination, bro. Like yep. the only thing that sucks about Houston is we don't have the fancy beach or we don't have freaking Hollywood. But mm-hmm. like you're close to Mexico. So you're literally like an hour plane ride, two hour plane ride to go to national team duty. No, no state taxes, low cost of living. And like what OSG was talking about for players trying to make the move uh, to MLS, the Dynamo is a team where if you want to break into the league, I would be looking at a team like Dynamo where the quality name, of the team yeah. isn't good. You can literally become a starter on this team, you know? And your name will stand out. And your sure. name will stand out. Yeah. No, man. But uh, Ache Ache, I'm excited. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't think – he will be like an agent like y'all think he will. I hope I'm dead wrong. I don't think he has that pool, but we'll see, man. But I do agree that Daddy Ted threw out that bait and someone someone grabbed it. So I do agree 100% with that because if you get Ache Ache to buy, you, you make it work, dude. Because I would argue that we, like the midfield is the best part of the team. Herman, he is an agent alone by posting – his pictures every single day on Instagram. He is an agent to his team and to his family and to showing what he's doing. And he get, everybody gets to see what he is doing every day. So that right there, people, I, his friends and the, that are interested in just like, hey, the Dynamo. And, the, you know, they're going to start seeing those pictures and uh, the fun he's having. It's a good point because you, you what you say, I've experienced it in real life already. Uh, uh, me- Mexican, uh, my, 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 my sister's boyfriend, fiance is... Uh, from Mexico and and his dad uh when we hang out uh he's interested in the dynamo now because Herrera's part of the team you know and that's all of Mexico now and and one of the things that while we're all excited here in Houston the critiques um the criticism that he's received back home is that oh you're you're, you're going to MLS 
where the quality of play is less. So you're probably going to lose your spot on the national team. So that's one of the dynamics I'm kind of curious of seeing how it plays out. You know, uh, I'm going to be cheering for him so he can be informed and he can prove those doubters wrong because it'll make the Dynamo look good and it'll make the league look good. Because yeah. the other, the other, the other star Mexican player in the league, Chicharito, he's not even in the national team. Now that's different reasons, right? But that's how the Mexican media look at MLS. Now, thankfully, Seattle Sounders kind of put a, you know, a little statement for MLS in the recent CONCACAF Champions League. But that's going to be one thing to watch for sure. Okie dokie. Number five. Yeah, very good. Yeah, move on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know your answer to get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> not not to the end. Just, just, keep on, just keep on going. Just keep on going. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Dynados, sticking with the midfield, is there a Dynados player that belongs on the first team? Can that player be an everyday starter? Uh, OSG, go ahead, brother. And again, I started the question off with sticking to the midfield. So when you when you look at a Dynados player, that Dynados player needs to be a midfielder. So Beto Avila cannot be that answer. So for me. Midfielder, there's there's only two people that I, I would say that should get some time and should get some some minutes trying to play for the for the Dynamo, and I'm okay. I, no, I need to see one of them, and so it's Palomino and Castilla are the two midfielders that I like I like the best. Obviously, we can't use Brooklyn Reigns until next year, so we're waiting until next year, and then Brooklyn Reigns comes in. But I think Palomino, man, he deserves a chance. He needs to get a chance. Uh, he hasn't been getting time on either the first team or the second team right now. He's been stuck in that void, sitting on the bench, and he's not getting the playing time. So it's 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 kind of weird what's going on with him. And if uh, is he not performing well, or is he just really just stuck and just not getting the opportunities? So Palomino is one that I think that he he could get into the rotation, even with Hector Herrera here, where he can get into the rotation in the midfield and just keep all those guys fresh. We we do still have some weekday games coming up later in the season here recently next month and then later on I think it was August September version so we may need them but as far as that not really Palomino yes uh, Castilla can we give him some some chances but that that's that's for me as far as the rest of Donados y'all keep working at it and just keep building the rest of the season and hopefully we'll see some of y'all next year Brooklyn Reigns for sure yeah I think uh, I'm glad you made that that Clarification, because some listeners would have, you know, strangled you through through the headphones, man. <laughs> so keeping tabs uh, through the Keeping Tabs podcast, we're a family uh, in Dynamo podcast. Uh, his reply was, yeah, there's one, Marcelo Palomino. And then he's, he later uh, replied, he's like, you know what? There's even more. Uh, we all, all of us, we agree. Brooklyn reigns. But we all know. Situation and you touched on it. And then there's another Dynamo part of the Dynamo faithful that feel like my guy Chris, the bad guy. You know, I'm I, at, at times I'm part of it because I, I still haven't never watched the Dynamo's game. But at this point, there's nothing to lose. <laughs> this was on May 9th, but I've never watched the Dynamo's game. But that's why I like the Open Cup because they gave some opportunity to those Dynamo's players like Brooklyn Reigns. But I, I would love to see um, uh, Avila with, with Castilla, Castilla, like you, like you said, OSG. 
Um, and then, yeah, Palomino, we we're, we're all wondering. But uh, Santel, what about you, man? What do you think? Uh, the Dynados dudes are just stellar right now. You know, they've won every game but one, I believe. And a bunch of these guys, if they were on other MLS squads, I feel like a bunch of them would have already gotten at least some minutes with the first team. I believe us in general just we're having a hard time figure out, you know, who our actual players are, which is why they're not getting much minutes. But for sure, when it comes to Reigns, Castilla, Avila, and Palomino, like those are the guys who, you know, they've stood out more than the rest. And, you know, hopefully a bunch of these guys become come regular starters because, you know, our academy is our future. So hopefully that future does become great for us, you know, and we don't have to spend much money. Instead, we start making more money off of it. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw a long shot out there right now when it comes to Reigns. I think he's going to be one of those players where all these MLS, you know, verified accounts on Twitter are going to be saying he's getting looked at by European teams within sometime with next year. Honestly, think he's that good. He's that dude. He's just – he's going to mm. call attention already from Europe. Because mm. he already – had a tryout in Austria. So this dude is already has eyes on him from outside. So him playing first team minutes is going to be just the giveaway. I don't think he lasts with us more than two years, to tell you the truth. Uh, Which is a good thing. Necessarily a bad thing, but it is a good thing when it comes to money for us. Yeah. Jonathan? Uh, I'm super, like, proud of them, too. Like, they couldn't have started off like any better in my eyes. And I'm the more I see them play, the more young players go from the dynamo to the team. Like I'm excited to to for them to come on Dynamo on, on the first team and be like, yo, I used to watch him when he was still before he was on the first team and, and now look at him, he's scoring goals out dribbling people or whatever it is that that player is doing at the time, you know? And, and I think that the start for our dynamo two has been phenomenal. Um, open. But the only issue with, I don't want to do it. Cause I feel like. So like, they will sell off these. And they get. I think they and the, the fans of the team or whatever it goes towards the, the people owner, and I think that'll happen. I think that um, and we'll get it'll. Go that we look at eyes and we get connected with other teams overseas that we can get players from them or from your team. Oh. To uh, the first team, um, but yeah, that, that's what I got on them. Team four, yeah, no, we're all proud and, and excited of the, the progress that Dinosaurs has made and. I, I think it's it's a good thing for the league. It'll it'll definitely help develop 
younger younger players and make it easier to to make it a to to step on on the on the first team for for an MLS team. So uh, really really excited going forward and talking about youth. Um, there was a space, which brings me to question number six. Saturday night, and I wrote this on uh, May 9th. So Saturday night, it was a couple of days before that. Uh, a bunch of the a bunch of the fans, the Dynalytic fans on the Somos Twitter space asked or begged the club to give the youth playing time. You know, in my eyes, Memo is still young, you know, and he's a homegrown talent. We all agree he's not a number ten. So my question. Question number six is, would you keep Memo as a depth CM, you know, as a sub CM slash number eight? Or or is it time to say goodbye? Now, at the time of this writing, Memo wasn't playing well, and a lot of fans were not happy with him. Thankfully, he's turned it around. But OSG, what, what do you think, my friend? Because I me, mean, I wrote this question because I have a soft spot for, for Memo. Homegrown. That's why I have a soft spot. You know, kind of like the only homegrown I can remember in forever. So that that was the origins of this question. But what do you think, OSG? Yeah, man. And I like Memo, and I like what he brings to the table. And you know, there's 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 gonna be you know, it's uh, he obviously isn't getting a lot of the minutes this season. He's still getting some minutes, but a, a lot of that's due to injury. So he's still getting to stay formed, stay fit. Uh, you know, he's, he's played in 14 games. He's, he still has eight starts. He has no goals. He does have one assist. So, you know, he hasn't been very involved, but he's had a lot of time playing. His, his rating is a 6.61, which for me is a little bit low. Uh, his passer's 83, which is good. His shot, he shoots 50% of his own shots. He's had 12 shots, and six of them have been on, on target. His dribbling is 69%, tackling 40%. So he's not doing very well defensively. That might be his issue that stands out during the games. Um, he's blocked two shots, and he's had 14 interceptions. So he's great at, at anticipating the pass, but he's not great when it times when, it, when one-on-ones come up. But as far as Memo, man, um, I think he fits with the team still. He, I don't think he fits as a starter with who we have and with HH coming in. Uh, and, you know, we, we can use him. He's a, he's a very adaptable player, so he could be a CM. He could be a left M. He could be a right M. He, he could even play on the wingers if we, we stick with the 4-3-3. And we, so, he, you know, he, 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 he's versatile. So he could play in several positions. And so I like Memo. I think we need to hold on to him. Uh, keep his uh, keep him going as long as we can, and you know if there's some an opportunity shows up for him, then we just gotta let him go and let him do it. But otherwise, let's keep him as depth for for sure. And if we can find a start in there, put him in a start. Uh, but depth for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, his liabilities defensively, um, he has he's more offensive minded for sure. But in my in my eyes, he's a CM. He's not a creator. Uh, they tried to put him at that role. He's failed miserably, we, as, as noted by everybody. Um, the reason he's been playing well is because he's been hustling his butt off, trying to press, press, press. 
and he's been able to win the ball at times, you know, and put us in good situations. And and he he can contribute going forward, you know. That's that's why he's been playing well. I agree, hundred percent. Keep him as a bench player for sure. Like he's earned that for sure. You know, I I, I don't want to see his time at the club, um, end. Partly because if if he hadn't played May, like he did, then I might be feeling a different type of way. But thankfully, we saw that resurgence. You know. So definitely earn his spot on the team, but he's going to be on the bench for sure. And I'll start with my boy Santel because he's the one that actually replied to the question. His reply, your reply, Santel, was, and I quote, time for a lot of new faces. What you Uh-oh. mean, man? Damn, dude. I was frustrated that day. I was frustrated that day. <laughs> honestly, honestly, look, it's on the internet. It's true. Yeah, honestly, um, I personally, you know, grew up playing with him in the academy. He was in the team above mine. I was. I'm a younger group. I played it with him. Played against him. Even here in inner city leagues, played with him since we were young. Definitely have a you know a soft side for him. He is a Houston guy. He's also from my side of town. We have a lot of mutuals. Uh, I was you know all for him last year, the year before that, ever since he got into the team. I think one thing OSG said, which is very valuable, that I did not have not thought of when I'm when talking about him, is that he's versatile. You could use him in multiple different positions, and he's gonna do something. You know, he's gonna he's not just gonna be a floater. You know, he's gonna actually help some way um that gives him a lot of value i also on a trade wise i think he has value because you said he is younger he's a younger he's a younger cat so if we get like you said if we do get a good opportunity for him that's gonna benefit we benefit from i do think it's time for him to go only because our mid is so packed at this point with Ache Ache and who knows if we sign more attacking mids Somebody has to go, and I feel like you know he has value that we maybe could bring in. But we could trade him for some I, cam. Yes, some. I think we could get a good penny for him. To tell you the truth, only like same thing because he's versatile, and he's young. You know, I feel like probably right now he's one of the guys that we get the most money for because he's also playing way better than we started this season. He's, he's playing. He's almost playing. You know, to almost somewhat of his peak. He was, he was legitimately one of our best players, I believe, uh, last year or no, two seasons ago. He was like as soon as Ellis left, I honestly think he was one of our best players. I even I I would even say I was already vouching for him to get you know maybe some national team call up or something at least camp or something because the dude was balling out. He was almost scoring all our goals at some point. And you are talking about one thing right now is that he's hustling. That's why he's showing out. That's nothing Seren is doing as well. Is the hustles helping them, you know, stand out. But he just needs to get a little bit better on the final third, you know, be a little bit more dangerous because the dude has a shot. He's probably one of our best free kick takers. He's more on the mark than off the mark. So he's definitely a little bit dangerous when it comes to stop balls. But, you know, he needs to just find a way to be a little bit more deadly while the ball is rolling. If he can score some goals... You know, I think a lot of people want him to stay in town because he's from here, you know, and it's he's definitely sweating for a shirt that he sweat, you know, since he was young. So I know he wants to be here and he just had a kid not too long ago. You know, he wants to be close to family. So 
you know for sure he's fighting for those minutes. He's fighting to stay here. But, you know, Ted is a guy who, you know, he probably doesn't care much about that. But Pat for sure does. You know, Pat's been with the with us since since day one. So we'll see how that goes. Naga seems to like him because he keeps giving him chances. You know, he's giving him chances over Palomino and stuff like that. So I know he's he's probably on the good side of the coach. But we'll see how that ends up if if somebody reaches out on a trade or something like that. Cause you know, once we get towards the end part of the, you know, season, I think that's when teams are going to start talking and maybe his name might be brought up in some scenarios, but I don't, I wouldn't say that. Um, I don't want to push the agenda that yes, I need him gone. Like I did say in that tweet, cause I was mad. I mean, they were playing bad. Our midfield was just horrible besides our, you know, starters. But now, you know, I see more value within our bench. Our bench is starting to, get a little bit better. Maybe it was just time, but I do see him being on that chopping block. One of the first guys mentioned, if we get a valuable return for those, you know, for something. A lot of good points made, Santel. One that stuck out is that goal that they took away from him in Dallas. So, I mean, Frisco, Southern Oklahoma, whatever. (laughs) Jonathan, what you got about Memo, man? I'm really on the fence. Like I don't. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. personally, I love Memo. Uh, I, I've. I think he's always. He is some like he's got skill. Um, I, I personally think that he's our best free kick taker. Um, at least that I've seen. I haven't really seen any else. Anyone else really take a, a free kick like he does with us? Um, but but I I like Memo overall. I think he's a. Uh, over own player but at the same time i'm uh, that's one thing that is me if we trade memo is like i, I personally like i uh, uh uh how do i put it like a a strong point when with someone can take free kicks like that like i feel like they, they they've got something inside them that they just want to like burst out you know and and it's like he he was I didn't see him a few seasons ago when 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 uh Albert Louis left but cuz I was in the military but uh I will say that if he's good back then then I feel like maybe if he can find that niche maybe right now when he's starting to play better that and burst that that what come back out so but want to say i want to get rid of him um just yet um been with us for a while now and 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 i I don't i don't know i'm like i said i'm on the fence i I can't say if i do if i don't um but yeah i'm on the fence on this one that's good man we can all agree you know so that's good moving on to lucky number seven OSG kind of wraps it up in this question. <laughs> Summer window midfield style. Ache Ache is coming. At the time of this writing, May 10th, Coco State, DQ's Magic, and Bedai Solid. What specifically are the Houston Dynamo going to add during the transfer window? OSG? Um, I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Next. That's, yeah, that's that's technically a, a tough question because you know one, there's been no rumors, there's been no hints. Nagamore hasn't said anything. Pat Armstead hasn't said anything. Um. So it kind of it kind of all depends with how we in this space as far as midfield. Um, but I, I I do think that. There is a midfielder that they're looking for. Who that is and what type of midfielder it is, I don't know. So, yes, I think there is a midfielder out there that we're looking for. If not in the summer window, it will be in the off-season window for sure. Yeah, I think we're looking for a winger, and I think we're looking for an offensive-minded uh, midfielder, a cam. But I don't think we're going to sign him during the transfer window, uh, during the summer transfer window. I, th- I think we're done making moves. <laughs> Truthfully. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even talk about like uh, forwards or anything like that because I was just sticking to the midfield. Uh, I- I'm sure we'll do do a winger or or something or another forward or something as well. But uh, just sticking to the midfield, uh, I, I, and I, I I see us more in the off season. Right. I, I, don't put it surprises past the summer window though. I don't I don't have my hopes for the summer window, but let, let's read some of our our fans' uh, opinions. El Pupas, in my opinion, I would want to back up Cam for Darwin Quintero because, man, he can't play for a full 90 minutes. I would also want a backup a winger for Fafa as well so that we don't panic when he goes out with an injury. And lastly, mm-hmm. if we can get a backup CM, that would be fantastic. That's his shopping list. And then our boy Chepito, 2K10, class of 2010, uh, agreed, except CM. Our depth from most skill down, in his opinion, is Darwin Quintero, HH, Coco, Vera, Reigns, Memo, Palomino, and then the rest of the MLS next pro center mids. Just a matter of experience. I'll be happy just floating around playoff spots like Galaxy did last year. Next year will be ours. That was our boy Chipito. I'll start with, with my guy Jonathan first on this one. What do you what do you what do you see us doing this summer transfer window, Jonathan? Uh I wanna I feel like we winger. I will do it summer. Um, if you guys went to the, uh, the talking with Pat before the game that, that I forgot what game it was. Um, but he had said that we weren't going to do anything. I don't know if that was because he was just trying to play a bluff so that like people weren't going around telling everybody, Oh yeah, we're trying to like get this person or that, you know, or if he was being honest, I don't see why he would lie about that, but I also I don't know, um, but I, I feel like we should get a winger personally. Um, I think with that attacking midfielder we got that – we got Coco that kind of cut that out. Um, but, yeah, I personally think we should get a winger. Good deal. What about you, Santel? I'm praying we get a winger. I definitely don't think we sign any free agents or make a big splash, but I do see us making at least one trade. And I don't think it's going to be us trying to make the trade, but more of an offering to us. 
maybe for somebody that somebody needs on our squad. But I'm hoping, you know, we get we get a either left or right mid, necessarily more of a I would say maybe a left mid because yes, our right mids aren't the best, but we do have multiple players that can play there. And our left side is, you know, I just feel like we need somebody who's a little bit more accurate with his shots than, you know, Fafa is. And I definitely think Fafa's a player that there's other players out there we could probably trade, you know, for G like, you know, for some money or something to get to bring in. I don't think we get an attacking mid because, you know, I hope we splurge on an attacking mid because that can make or break this team. So if we have to wait till the offseason, I'd rather wait till the offseason for a big player to come in in that position at a 10. Um, but trade-wise, you know, I'm hoping we get, you know, we get a, a, a winger or so, maybe even another forward because who knows what they're trying to do with the team. But, you know, Thor, definitely young, but – I still, I just don't, I don't have, his his ceiling ain't high enough for me yet, you know, and I feel like, you know, whenever Ferreira is hurt or anything like that, we need somebody a little bit more deadly up there or maybe just an extra uh, forward, you know, a lot of people are talking about playing with two up top. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that, maybe we don't need another cam. Maybe just having an, another deadly person can open up space for, for, for Ferreira or vice versa, so. I'm hoping something in the top three, you know, something necessarily in the trade block because I don't see us maybe even having room to spend money right now. You know, with all the rules in MLS and all that, I don't think we could bring somebody big. So hopefully we get a nice little good trade offer or something to bring somebody in. But I'm hoping we at least get one player this this summer. But I know for sure during offseason, I think we probably bring in another two big names to the city. Yeah, Daddy Ted's been a lot already. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. OSG, I'm gonna let you uh, wrap it up as as we went through the seven questions, and you can take us to what we want to do next. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, as long as Daddy Ted's making money, he's gonna keep spending money. Remember what his what his uh, main business is. He's an entrepreneur. He's an investor. Well, he, sorry, not an entrepreneur. He's an investor. So what he invests in and makes money. He puts back into it and it makes him more money. So that's how he's so rich and so smart. And that's why he lives in New York because he knows how to spend his friggin' money. But, you know, and uh, so that's still after all those questions and all these opinions, you know, it's still a hard thing. Hard question is. Who's gonna who is gonna be the starters? Hector Herrera's coming in and is for sure gonna be a starter. Coco, we did establish that that he is gonna be a starter for sure. Okay, so that leaves technically one midfield position open left. If Nagamora wants to do the four three three or also what is known as the four two one three one whatever the hell that's called <laughs> the four three two one whatever it is the four we'll just call it four three three to make it simple or does Naga kind of play around with that four four two lineup that he showed us a couple times there uh, so if he does that that opens the door for an extra midfielder to play and I and then we get two strikers up top so. Man, I'll I'll be I'll be quick. Today I wrote down who I thought my twenty-two people for the Dynamo should be that would be on the in the 
on the roster and those that should be written off. I'm not going to give you all that whole lineup, but uh, I, I, I looked at I, I looked at it and and it's it, it's difficult. And it depends on what, what what style you want to run with. If I ran with a four three three, and that's your typical your keeper and your four backs, we already knew who they are. If we ran with a four three three, and and I think it should be a uh, a one-two midfield, and I think it should be Vera starting as your DM and Hector Herrera and Coco Karaskia as your two midfielders. And I think, one, what you can do with DQ is you can keep in the rotation with those three guys or you push DQ up to play the wing on the on the uh, the right wing or even the left wing in that 4-3-3. But I think you got to take DQ out of the midfield in the 4-3-3. I think he interferes with Seabass and with what's going on. Now, with a 4-4-2, you know, yeah, absolutely he starts. So you got Vera. You play a diamond for the midfield. You got Vera as the DM, the CDM. You got Hector Herrera and Coco as the two midfielders. And you got uh, DQ as the cam. And then you have two strikers playing up top. And we like to defend the midfield. We don't like to. We don't. We we like to allow teams to play the ball wide. So, uh, a four, four two with a diamond in the middle works out perfectly. And Lundy and Zeka have a lot of work to do, which they do already. So, man, it's uh depends on what lineup you choose, but uh, DQ is going to have to play a a role of he's going to have to. Where he gets to start today is where you're going to play today, sir, and suck it up. But I think Vera gets more playing time than DQ does. And those four pretty much are just going to go through a rotation. And that's kind of my idea. But Hector Rara gets to play. He'll get his breaks. DQ will sub in. Vera, Coco, DQ, HH. That's the four playing for sure. Everybody else is going to have to sit back and chill. Memo, you're on the bench, bro. Uh, Seren, you're on the bench. Palomino, uh, hopefully you're back at Dina Dose playing 90 minutes. And that's where I'm at with the midfield, y'all. You asked me if I was the coach, how would I play yeah. it when Achi Achi came came to the Dynamo? Yep. And, and you gave my answer away. I think uh-huh. that we should drop the 4-3-3 and start playing a basically the way you describe it a 442 uh the midfield would be a narrow diamond um the reason i like this formation it puts our best players on the field and it puts them in the positions that they're best at so you get the best out of your best players uh the back four and the goalie on we kind of know that already so that's not the debate the midfield is basically what you described. Beta doing what he does best in the five hole as a CDM. <laughs> Our two center mids are Coco and Ache I think they will work very well together. Darwin Quintero, he's a creator. That's what he does. And sitting in the 10 hole, he can create a lot of offense. Um, and our two strikers, one of them being Sebas, and the other one is up for debate. I'll say um, Fafa, just to compliment Sebas with some speed. But that's what I would do. 
put my best 11 players on the field and 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 let's 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 get this thing rocking and rolling baby yeah i like the i like the 442 more and it's it's vera hector herrera coco and, and dq mm-hmm. and uh, it's up to Naga what he wants to do up top with the two strikers. But, yeah, th- that I like that diamond in the middle, and I like that formation, and I, I like those strikers, and Fafa and Thor can take turns. But, yeah, so that gives DQ more playing time, and then that's four midfielders, so that means Memo can come in and sub in and get some more starts when DQ needs to take a break or Coco's got another damn yellow card. Mm-hmm. You know, that gives Seren some time to play some CDM when we're trying to – defend and you can go ahead and sub Hector Herrera out. Maybe that uh, allows Palomino so some some playing time finally or or just somebody from Dynadose. But uh, I like that 4-4-2 and I hope that's where we're going because you know we were talking about it on the last space. Yeah, I hope he's just toying with the formation. He's toying with who he wants to look at and this break is there's 20 games left in the season. We're sitting at the 7 mark in the playoff spot. Uh, let, let's 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 set our formation and let's let's go out and let's play serious games from now on. And the the, the, the the lineup he starts with at Orlando is our first team 1.0 in Naga's mind is what I'm hoping that we he comes out with. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Jonathan, tell us tell us your thoughts, baby. What, what you thinking? How are we how are we gonna do this when Ache Ache comes here? What's gonna be our I, midfield starting lineup? I, yeah, I I like that diamond idea. I didn't think of that. Um, uh, I'd say, yeah, I don't know who I'd put up top though. Cause OSG, you were saying put, take out Sebas and put what Darwin up top. No, no, no. Uh, if in the four, four, two, it, the, the, the strikers are Sebas and Thor or Sebas and Fafa and the four midfielders is Vera, Hector Herrera, Coco and DQ. But if we went with the four three three that that Naga's been using, I think we should use Hector Herrera and Coco and put Vera behind them, and then maybe we push DQ up into the winger position, Seabass starting, and then Fafa taking one of those sides as well, and you know DQ gets gets to uh, to play that role and play outside because he doesn't like to defend and he doesn't like to push back. Well, let's just throw him up up, up there in the wing and just. Let him put his crosses in like the free kicks, and and let him let him do his magic over there, and and we play our three best midfielders. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I that's what I was talking about. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I like that diamond idea um, with Vera, and and I don't know, I'm I'm I want to see what they do at uh, the Orlando game because. Like you said, you think that's going to be the, the uh, kind of like, up, and that that that's going to worry me because when we come, say we're losing at halftime, at that point we're going to have to completely scrap that lineup, and and, and try and see if we can work with something else, unless H H can can come in and and kind of mold in and needed to change the game um but i'm not i'm not gonna put that pressure on h i i like we have what is it at orlando chicago and at portland and then our july 
third Charlotte game is what we have and the time that Naga has to work on his lineup and secure it. And Hector Harris should be here soon, so he'll start practicing with the team. If he, I'm pretty sure he's allowed to practice. He's just not allowed to be on the roster and participating in, like, team events or anything like that. So he's going to get to be acclimated with the team and figure it out. So we got four real games to play before Hector Herrera hits that starting lineup. And so I, I think it's going to be really ideal to what Naga wants to do when Hector Herrera gets here, and he's going to be able to figure that out with him in practice. And then that's – that's. And then he's just going to do it. I, I hope, man. I, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Optimistic here. Santeo, talk to me, baby. I know you got thoughts. I'm going to be a little devil's advocate right now. Uh-oh. I think, you know, we play to our strengths instead of trying to face our weaknesses. Um, definitely, you know, we're going to have that diamond in the middle still. Because our strength is definitely our midfield. I already thought our midfield could dominate almost any team in the midfield. And now that you're corporate Ache Ache, you know, it's just another monster to just bring brought in. I think we play, you know, I think a good thing for us would be a one, three, two, four with Ferreira up top, Pico on the left, Pasher on the right, and a variation of DQ or Coco at the 10, and then Ache Ache and Vera slash Coco at the six and eight. And that middle just kind of be like, like a little master lock, you know, just rotating back and forth, back and forth. Now I have been seeing something from Coco right now. He's trying to be more offensive. Maybe that has something to do with, you know, DQ getting less minutes and him being pushed a little bit more forward. So Ache Ache and, you know, Vera could be in that lineup as well. Um, but I do think with Coco and Ache Ache, there's no need for a Vera because those are two guys who could definitely defend on their own. Because mm-hmm. I think that can eliminate the use of a Vera. But for sure, Vera's valuable. So we will use them at times. Maybe we start off Ache Ache, Coco, DQ, and then DQ comes out and you throw in Vera and he plays more defensive. But we still have Coco and Ache Ache being, you know, creators, which they both definitely, I know Ache Ache can do. And Coco seems to have been, you know, learning to do. So if he unleashes that part in him, you know, that helps us being able to play those three guys in the middle. And, you know, Pico, he definitely has opportunities to score. He just doesn't score. He seems to be that guy that, you know, he they give him a long ball and sometimes he just gets it, just doesn't put it behind the net. But, you know, that's something that is going to disrupt. You know, I believe he, he could still help us a lot on that side. And Pasher, we just need him to get to top level because the dude could play. He can definitely cross the ball and he can shoot. You know, he had little spurts of it this season already. Hopefully he gets back to that level where he's in the Canadian national team, you know, looks. Because he he was definitely there during Gold Cup. He just faded out because he lost minutes with us. But if he gets back to that level, I for sure think he's probably our best right wing that we have. And with a midfield that's dominated everything, I think it opens up space for our wings for sure because teams are going to try to, you know, unlock our midfield, and that just gives us through balls for both of those guys, and they're guys that can run. And Ferreira, you know, him is just give him a ball so he can turn and shoot. So I think that one, you know, one, three, two, four, 
might most definitely something you know we could benefit from with the addition of Achach in that midfield and just the, rotating DQ and Coco. Yeah, the diamond is my wish list. I know it's not gonna happen. What you just put out right now, that's exactly what's gonna happen. The the reason I don't like it is because you move Coco and Achach backward instead of forward. I kind of want them to push forward, you know, but in all honesty, I think that's what's going to happen because it kind of, it's kind of close to his 4-3-3 that he likes. But, yeah. but we'll see. Oh, He's just he? playing to the shrinks right there at that point. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And and like you said, uh, Coco and, and uh, Chiache, the, their strength is more defensive than offensive, you know? Yeah. OSG? Yeah, and, uh, yeah I agree. And, I, I, and I'm pretty sure Naga's confused right now and <laughs> – uh, I'm pretty sure he's happy that there's a break and, you know, he, he was toying with the lineup and he was toying with the formation and th- th- there's no telling what he's going to do, but I, I bet I'm willing to bet he's going to pick two lineups and it's going to be those two lineups. The the one that Santeo said, and then the, the diamond formation. And I, I think those are the two that we're going to end up seeing. And it just depends on who our opponent is because Naga likes to play against our opponent. So we'll see. I'm going to take a breath right here, guys, because I have a feeling this episode is going to cut us off here in about three seconds, and I'm going to have to send you all another link. We'll find out. Holy shit, it kept going. Yeah, man. Wrap it all right. up. Shit. Okay, well, uh, I, I thought Anchor was only allowed to record for two hours, so <laughs> we just hit that, that mark. <laughs> but, okay, well, anyways, I'll edit this part back out. But, uh you know, uh, so it's it's interesting and to see what Naga's gonna do, and it's gonna be curious to see what Naga's even thinking and how he and how he wants to use it. But I think he's gonna have two different formations and two different variations, and you may see a game start with two strikers, and just the, depending on the, how the game goes, it'll change and revert back to what he likes better. And I think he does like that four, that four two three one, or the, yeah, that four two three one a little bit better than anything else right now. So curious. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. We got two weeks to go. So <laughs> all, uh, all we get to do is twiddle our thumbs. Luckily we got Donna dose and the dash still playing. So we do get to do something still. For sure. For sure. Huge shout out to Jonathan and Santel for joining us tonight, man. It was so much fun going over these questions and, and kind of talking what our midfield will look after after Acha Acha comes to town, man. So thank you all so much for, for hopping on with us and, and supporting the Twitter spaces and, and listening to the podcast. Did it give everybody, did tonight with all the opinions and all the ideas and all the, did it give everybody a little bit more of a, when you're talking about the dynamo to your friends or to somebody else, a little more of a, you might sound more sure of, of what's going to happen now after hearing all this information, which was kind of the idea. Hopefully we we're, we're trying to settle it or at least come to a consensus agreement. Where do, where were we at tonight with that? I think spot on, you know, we, we seem to agree with a lot of, a lot of things. And I'm just, you know, and what I've heard, you know, a lot of people think the same way. So. You know, it's definitely going to be a big transition right now with 
incorporation of Ache Ache, but you know, it's our formation is still unknown. That's just something that you, that, you know, we're still trying to find an identity for the team. So until they find that, you know, that it's going to keep being difficult to for sure get spot on what's going to happen. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, like Santiago said, uh, I, I definitely feel all that. Um, to find that of our, our like starting every every game first team as uh, what we're going to be worried about because then we won't be having these. Oh, we probably will. Talks. It just depends on the scenario. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still excited for HH to get here, and and I'm excited. I'm ready. How about you, Ramon? What what are your final thoughts on it? Man, I, I I'm ready for Ache Ache to get here. The midfield is by far our best and most talented group. With Ache Ache coming. I, I'm ready to contend for that final playoff spot, man. I'm ready, dude. I'm, I'm ready as well. Hopefully, we can move up further than that, and then just be a be a, anybody who makes the playoffs is an automatic contender for the cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 praying we get into that fourth or fifth spot and just cruise and know we're gonna be there. Just make it, you know. Not a roller coaster for sure. Make it a lot more enjoyable of a season. And I think us, you know, getting into that fifth or fourth position, our numbers for sure gonna go up. And if we make playoffs, you know, Houston knows how to support when you're winning. That's one thing. Maybe not when you're losing, but when you're winning, Houston shows up a lot for these teams. You can see it right now with the Rockets too, man. We were winning for so long. Now they're losing. So, you know, not a lot of people are going out to the games, but they had a packed stadium, uh, you know, two, two, three seasons ago. So it's the same thing for us, you know, Dynamo. We start winning, it's going to start flooding people in. We keep winning. You're going to start getting longer-term fans, maybe season ticket holders, and maybe, you know, ownership and stuff starts doing things where people get to interact more at the game, people start having more fun and make it, you know, like a Sunday thing or – Obviously, we don't have we don't have much Sunday games, but league wise, I think you know that's probably something that would help a lot. You know, get number of people out. But at the end of the day, you know, the faithful still there. Faithful keeps showing up, so the players see that too. That's one good thing about the players; they know who's there day in and day out. So they always show love back, and it just these new heads start coming in. They're going to see the same love getting shown back to them. So it's definitely an experimental year for us. We got a new coach, first year. Only time's going to tell us where we're going to be at. I love it. I'm ready and forever orange. Yes, sir. Before we uh, wrap up, OSG, tell, tell the fans where they can find us and what's our next episode looking like and all that good stuff. So ch- check it out. We we are Dynalytics. You can, you can find us on Twitter at Dynalytics underscore. So just Dynalytics. Uh, you know, we'll always be posting where our episodes are and just random questions and 
uh, just something, something dynamo and just to keep you intrigued and keep you, uh, just, you know, keep you thinking sometimes whenever we can come up with something good and we're always looking for good content that we can put out there for y'all. But, you know, that's the, that's the Twitter as, as far as in, Instagram going, you just go to at, at Somo713. You can follow for, for uh, Somos during the games. And, you know, then you can just follow me and uh, on Instagram for Old Soccer Guy because I usually just post videos during the during the match and try to catch some of the game. You don't get to catch a lot of the game because, you know, I'm watching the game, but you do get to catch a lot of the, the supporter section and the uh, El Batillon playing the, the instruments while we're walking out and just all the fans and the smoke and all the support. And, you know, make sure y'all go check us out on Spotify. Give us a like and a listen. Let everybody know where y'all can find us. Anchor as well. Rate us. And guys, we're gonna we're gonna be out there and we're we're and we thank the fans and man, we appreciate everybody and everything that that's going on right now. We're just having so much fun. But thank y'all and hold it down, man. Yeah, like OG said, thank you for the support, but hopefully we meet in person, you know, <laughs> we like that more, you know, appreciate the Twitter replies, the listens, but hopefully we get to meet, you know, at a Dynamo game. So thank you for all the love and... and hey, Jonathan, t- tell Herman where he can meet us. Herman, <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely us at uh, 25. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, there too. You know what? Armand, I think all three of us are there. Yeah, we're, I'm there every game. Yeah. <laughs> now so. I have to. Now I have to go. <laughs> yeah. I have to now. You, you're talking to the surge right here, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good stuff, man. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen for sure. Thank you again, Santeo and Jonathan, for hopping on. This was so much fun, man. Thank you. For sure, man. Yep. Anytime. I enjoyed it as well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. That was episode 24. So, Armando, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, look forward to us next week. Uh, we're going to do just – we're going to just do a basically a recap of the season, and we're going to try to knock it out, and we're going to have a couple, a couple of guest fans on again. <clears throat> and we're just going to recap the season, see where we're at, see where – or – see where we were beginning the season and see where we're at right now and just see if everybody's happy with it and see where this roller coaster is going and look forward to that next week. That'll be episode 25. Sounds like a plan, brother. All right, everybody. Otherwise, peace. We'll see y'all soon. H's are up. Hold it down forever. Orange. Go dynamo. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in a place. Let them know, use the dynamo. Use the dynamo. Use the dynamo. Use the dynamo. Hey, the type of lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in a place. Let them know, use the dyn